The Public News Service Daily Newscast, August 29, 2022. I'm Mike Clifford. In New York, the state legislature there passed two bills aimed at easing medical debt back in May. A new report indicates they're much needed. More from Edwin J. Vieira. The first bill bans medical liens and wage garnishment. The second regulates the billing of so-called facility fees and requires that patients be informed about those fees up front. In a report on hospital debt, the Community Service Society of New York found 112 nonprofit hospitals sued more than 53,000 patients across the state between 2015 and 2020. Dr. Elizabeth Benjamin with the Society thinks facility fees help hospitals get money from people when they aren't supposed to be charged. We helped one woman that went for her prevention mammogram and she was charged a $250 facility fee. Well, that's just a secret end run around the Affordable Care Act's prohibition on charging co-pays for preventive services. You're not supposed to charge a patient a dime when they get a preventive service like a mammogram. Hospitals had qualms about the facility fees bill. They said they shouldn't have to give notice about these fees every time a patient is seen, but could do it annually. Currently, 13 states and Washington, D.C. have similar laws against predatory medical debt collection tactics. And as kids get back to California, experts say it's important to bring them in for a physical and get their hearing, vision, and teeth checked as well. A study from the Urban Institute found almost one in five parents delayed or skipped their kids' preventive visits during the pandemic. So now is the time to catch up. Dr. Aaron Shaw, a pediatric dentist in the Bay Area, says dental problems are linked to absenteeism. Kids with dental problems are three times more likely to miss school than their peers without dental problems. And last time they tallied the amount of missed school hours, they tallied more than 51 million school hours lost to dental-related illness for school-aged children each year. I'm Suzanne Potter. Now from The Guardian, Mississippi's Governor Tate Reeves declared a state of emergency on Saturday as the state braces itself for massive flooding predicted for today. Pearl River expected to crest today at 36 feet, several feet over what is considered a major flood stage. Now from the Business Insider, New Hampshire's Governor Chris Sununu said on Sunday on the State of the Union program on CNN that he opposes student loan forgiveness. He called education debt relief inherently unfair and Biden's loan cancellation fairly illegal. They add that nationwide, the average federal student loan debt balance is $37,000 plus, an amount that 83% of non-homeowners say is preventing them from buying a home, according to the International Association of Realtors. This is PNS. Environmental advocates are calling a Michigan proposal to use animal and industrial waste as a source for renewable natural gas for power generation as flawed, and they warn it could hinder the state's ability to meet its decarbonization goals. The proposal now being studied by the Michigan Public Service Commission would use state and federal funds to build what's being called a renewable natural gas facility. Levi Title with Progress Michigan says there's no scientific proof that using anaerobic digestion, also known as biomass, is a cost-effective way to fight climate change. 
the concern that many environmental advocates have is that it really is not what many people think of renewable energy like solar panels or wind, particular for agricultural waste. It's not really the best outcome here. A coalition of ecology activists calls it an inefficient method of reducing greenhouse gases, but a group known as the Coalition for Renewable Natural Gas claims the biomass process can both generate significant amounts of energy and remove greenhouse gases from the environment. Mark Richardson reporting. The pandemic put new focus on the shortage of nurses in Illinois and across the country, but the lack of diversity in the nursing profession is another key aspect of this shortage. We get details from Danielle Smith. Chamberlain University is working to change that to improve health equity. The idea that everyone can live the healthiest life possible, no matter their race, community, or financial status. Dr. Jan Snow with Chamberlain says it's the nation's largest nursing school, and its three Illinois campuses have 2,500 students. Chamberlain really strives to get our student population to look like our patient population. So just to give you an idea of the students in Illinois right now, 32% identify themselves as Caucasian, but 31% identify themselves as Latino. Finally, Eric, take it off. Let's just know with the age of Nebraska's farmers and beekeepers on the rise. Bee enthusiasts are encouraging more young people to check out the Great Plains Master Beekeeping Program. The program spans across the Midwest with sites in Grand Island, Lincoln, Omaha, and Scotts Bluff. Sheldon Brummel with the University of Nebraska-Lincoln says anyone curious should consider a visit to one of the program's open aviaries where beehives are kept free of charge. They'll get you suited up, they'll answer your questions, they'll open up a beehive, they'll show you what's going on inside of there. Because if you go and you get suited up and you pop your head into a beehive and start looking at them, I think the bees themselves they're going to get you hooked because they're just so fascinating. Bees and other pollinators contribute to the direct production of up to $577 billion worth of food every year. This is Mike Clifford. Thank you for starting your week with Public News Service. We're heard on interesting radio stations, your favorite podcast platform, and you can find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer. You know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high-impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.